0: Hello and welcome to this Alan and Overy podcast. My name is Amanda Thomas and I'm a partner in the International Capital Markets Practice. I'm joined today by Jen Creswell, who's a counsel in the same practice. In this episode, we're going to discuss what we're seeing in terms of EU and UK regulatory divergence that might be coming down the track. And in particular, we're going to be focusing on the listing and prospectus space through a debt capital markets lens. We saw a proliferation of UK consultations over the summer and into the autumn and the general theme of those was that the UK authorities, so HM Treasury and the Financial Conduct Authority, are taking the opportunity to move away from EU regulation post-Brexit. They want to be more nimble and they want to arrive at fit-for-purpose regulation for the future.
1: Yes, so we can see some kind of divergence coming in the prospectus space but can't yet see the exact nature or scale of the divergence. We've been used to following the same set of rules in the UK and in the EU on prospectuses and that does look set to change on a macro and micro level. OK, let's start then on the UK side. What change do you think is coming, Jen? So I think we can talk about the Treasury's consultation on the UK prospectus regime which closed on the 24th of September. It's hard to see exactly where things are going to land um, as a result of that consultation. But by way of some general comments, the consultation was written from quite a high level perspective and also um, parts of it were also written from quite an equity perspective. So, It isn't easy to see exactly what the impact will be for debt prospectuses. But in terms of a key point, the Treasury were proposing splitting out the admission to trading regime around prospectuses from the public offer regime with the aim of simplifying the legislation and removing duplication. So largely the provisions regarding admission to trading prospectuses um, would move to FCA rules and away from legislation, whereas the provisions regarding public offers would remain in statute. As I said, it is hard to see the impact for debt at this stage. We're going to need to see legislative drafting. Um, We would also expect to see an FCA consultation around what they plan to do for the rules for admission to trading prospectuses. So potentially the UK looks to be diverging from the EU regime to a degree, but I think we're hoping that won't happen in a challenging way.
0: We definitely are. We don't want to end up in a worse position under the UK regime than under the EU regime. We want to see public offer exemptions which are at least as broad in the UK as in the EU. We're hoping that they're going to retain the public offer exemptions that we know. So the minimum denomination of 100,000. We're not sure what currency that will be specified in yet, probably sterling. And if it is sterling, then we're going to have to be conscious of any mismatch with the EU exemption, which is denominated in euro. And we'll have to also think about how we might denominate US dollar currency issues. We also hope that we're going to see the 150 persons exemption being retained and the qualified investor exemption. That's really important for unlisted private placements. So the main point here is that we want to either mirror or widen the exemptions in the UK regime when compared to the EU. And we really don't want to impact the well-functioning pan-European wholesale debt market. On the admission to trading side of things, as you say, the FCA are going to have to pick this up. But we'll need to see what happens to the wholesale prospectus disclosure requirements. We know that wholesale debt issuers are going to want to avoid any changes that will result in unnecessary additional disclosure in prospectuses for them and the associated costs with that.
1: Yeah, and we're looped in on discussions around this. And I think timing-wise, we're hoping to see some kind of high-level feedback by the end of the year. But otherwise, we are playing a bit of a waiting game on this.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So now, Jen, it would just be too dull if the only
0: changes were happening in the UK space. I think we think there's something coming down the track in the EU context as well.
1: That's right. Well, actually, Amanda, we've already had some divergence, haven't we? Because in March, the Commission's COVID recovery package made some changes to various pieces of legislation, including the EU prospectus regulation. And most significantly, I suppose, worth mentioning here would be the time limited changes that were made to Article 23 in relation to supplement withdrawal rights. So those changes extended the withdrawal right from two to three working days. It's worth pointing out here, of course, that those provisions on withdrawal rights aren't relevant to admission only or wholesale prospectuses. So we've seen some divergence. We think we're expecting there'll be more. Uh, because the Commission have to report to the Council and Parliament on the application of the Prospectus Regulation under Article 48, and they've got to do that by the 21st of July next year, 2022. And that report has to cover some specific things, so summaries, the simplified disclosure regime, universal registration documents, and also growth prospectuses and EU recovery prospectuses. But of course, those last two things I've mentioned aren't really relevant in a debt capital market space. We think, we understand this will be part of a wider Listing Act consultation, which is planned for the fourth quarter this year. So any time from now, really. And in a couple of informal early interactions with the Commission, we've obviously emphasised that the wholesale bond markets work well and we wouldn't want any changes to introduce unnecessary costs or burdens. Separate to this, Action 1E of the Commission's Renewed Sustainable Finance Action Plan actually says that within the framework of the Prospectus Regulation and over the course of 2022, the Commission will introduce targeted prospectus disclosures for green, social and sustainable securities to enhance the comparability of such instruments and to help fight greenwashing. So we may see at some point some ESG specific changes to the EU prospectus regime and therefore potentially another point of divergence in the prospectus space. But Amanda, I mentioned the word listing um, a while ago and whilst not technically divergence from the EU regime, I just want to take you back to the UK space. Because the FCA in the UK has also, aside from prospectus work, been consulting on potential changes to the listing regime.
0: They have indeed, and that was in the primary market effectiveness review. The consultation for that closed on the 14th of September. In that, they were consulting on targeted changes to the listing regime to remove barriers to listing and improve accessibility of rule books, but all from an equity perspective. So they were looking at things like dual class share structures and free float requirements. So nothing much of interest from a debt perspective there. They were doing that in the context of issuers remaining private for longer and a general decline in numbers of companies listing in the UK. The FCA is clearly recognising that EU withdrawal means that they've now got more freedom to reform the regime and perhaps make it more attractive. Those equity related changes are now moving forwards. But the bit we're more interested in is the discussion element of that consultation paper, which was looking at the listing regime and with a view to informing how it might be improved in the future. And that, of course, is something the FCA are going to take forward in conjunction with the reforms to the prospectus regime that you've just been talking about. Currently, we have two segments. So, debt and debt like securities and securitized derivatives, as well as some equity, are currently included in a standard listing segment, with equity, uh, the rest of the equity, being included in a premium segment. And what they were looking at in the paper was options for doing things differently. So having just one segment for everything and the standards that would apply to that would be the current standard segment requirements. Alternatively, having just one segment and applying the premium segment requirements or broadly maintaining the status quo with some rebranding of the existing segments. And from a debt perspective, I think we just want to make sure that nothing happens, which makes the position worse. And we're quite happy with the current standard listing segment for debt we also mentioned to the fca they need to be aware of the quoted eurobond exemption which ties into listing and the fact that lots of investment mandates specify listing as one of their terms so more on that into 2022 certainly jen you made a comment earlier about there being more detailed changes i think in the uk context what exactly did you mean by that
1: so far we've talked i think mainly about the more macro changes so to the structure of the prospectus regime and the listing regime but Closer than that, I think there's already divergence afoot at a more granular level. And that's in addition to the things I've already mentioned, the changes coming out of the Commission's COVID recovery package. And in the UK in the summer, the FCA published Primary Market Bulletin 34 and an associated guidance consultation. And in that, they talked about the fact that ESMA had published its guidelines on disclosure requirements under the Prospectus Regulation on the 4th of March 2021. And those guidelines applied in the EU from the 4th of May this year. Of course, that was after the end of the Brexit transition period. So those ESMA guidelines don't actually apply in the UK. The FCA, therefore, are proposing to actually adapt those ESMA guidelines as a new FCA technical note with amendments in a couple of areas. The FCA has also taken the opportunity to incorporate elements of the old prospectus directive Q&As into technical notes and a procedural note. So as people may be aware, those old prospectus directive Q&As are things that the ESMA and Commission have been sifting through for a while to work out whether they need to go into prospectus regulation Q&As or be the FCA have been looking at those and um, the guidance via technical notes, et cetera, that they come up with would supersede the application of those old PD Q&As in the UK. And of course, whilst doing that, they'd be making revisions to reflect the prospectus regulation and Brexit, et cetera. In terms of the prospectus regulation Q&As, those, as they stood at the end of the transition period, continue to apply in the UK. And the FCA have said that they'll in future consider replacing them with FCA guidance in technical notes when the UK prospectus regime is reviewed. So in summary, we're going to start to see
0: changes in primary legislation and in guidance. And down the track, we're going to see some bigger picture structural type changes. I think that's all we wanted to cover today. We hope that listeners have found it a useful high-level discussion of points relating to post-Brexit divergence uh, in that prospectus and listing space and they've got a better sense of what's coming down the track. So I'll just say goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her.